Sithmas only comes once a year. Kicking off the month of December and before the blessed holidays are once again upon us, Mike DiStefano gave Star Wars collectors a celebration to remember. Mike, a Pennsylvania collector who lives in the Lancaster area, opened his home to more than 60 people for a Saturday meetup. The Sithmas event brought together collectors from four main regional clubs. The Pennsylvania Star Wars Collecting Society, Mike's main club, showed up in force to support their friend. And members of New York's Empire State Club drove in to be part of the festivities. The Washington, D.C. club also had a healthy presence, and three Canadian collectors drove more than six hours to join the event. A number of early arrivals gathered together on Friday for a pre-Sithmas dinner at a local brewery in Elizabethtown. Saturday was the main event, a full day at Mike's house beginning at 1 o'clock and ending when the last person shuffled out the door into the winter's evening likely very early on Sunday morning. And before everyone headed home on Sunday, we would once again meet up, this time at a local diner, for one last collector's meal together. This is a recap of the weekend in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. This is a chance to hang out with Mike DiStefano and our wonderful collector friends as another year comes to a close. This is the magic of Sithmas. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Saturday morning, December 3rd. I left earlier than I originally planned. After all, I had to make a few stops along the way. My first destination was a stop in the town of Ronks, Pennsylvania. Ronks is home to some of the best restaurants in the Lancaster region, including an Amish smorgasbord named Diener's. In addition to a bountiful breakfast buffet and a lunch offering worthy of an afternoon trip, Diener's sells homemade pies. I wasn't sure if Mike and his family had ever dined at Diener's, but their pies are really something special. So I thought they'd make the perfect treat to bring to my friend. I chose three different pies from the display case. They were freshly made and all of them looked delicious. But the standouts were the coconut and chocolate cream pies and the dark and rich pecan pie. As the server shuffled them out of the display in front of the register, she told me about each one, like a jewelry store clerk explaining the intricacies of a precious ring or bracelet. 
The diners waiting in line to pay drew closer to get a better glimpse of the pies as she packaged them. And I could feel those around me who were waiting to be seated angling for a better view. I've never been one for desserts, but after seeing them up close again, I quietly fought the urge to order three more. My hopes of returning to Diener's after the Sithmas event to pick up a few for my family was quickly dashed as I realized that the restaurant, like all of the Amish-owned ones in the area, was closed on Sundays. From there, I drove to the town of Lidditz. Earlier in the week, I had asked Mike if I could help him with any preparations for the weekend, and he said he was planning on ordering hot, soft pretzels from the Philadelphia Pretzel Factory and needed someone to pick up the order. I was happy to help, especially if it freed him from having to make the trip himself. I was moving from location to location, and had never given thought to the order, though. It was waiting for me, and a young employee carried an enormous cardboard box, hoisted it over the counter, and into my arms. One hundred piping hot soft pretzels are surprisingly heavy, and the box was three or four times larger than I expected. I struggled to fit it in my trunk, shifting my suitcase and bags in the back seat to make room. Have you ever driven somewhere with the glorious scent of 100 soft pretzels wafting through your vehicle? It became almost a pre-show soundtrack, suddenly going live and making the upcoming event a reality. I was traveling to the Mount Joy area, I was going to see Mike and so many of my friends. I was the deliverer of pies and hot pretzels. Sithmas was right around the corner. One forty-three. I just got here. We just pulled up and... I saw Brian Emery and his wife Sandra walking in. I believe I saw Chris Vargas, but I'm not sure. Um, Mike's house is beautiful. It's in this really kind of quiet, lovely area that just reminds me fully of the Lancaster, Pennsylvania area. There's a, a giant field in front of us, a silo all the way in the distance, the mountains in the distance, dogs barking behind me. And uh, it's a little windy, a little dreary. Driving today was kind of nightmarish because of the rain, but uh, this is really going to be incredible. So I have a hundred pretzels from the Philadelphia Pretzel Factory to bring in uh, that Mike picked up as a treat for everybody. And um, the day's about to start. I parked my car in the grassy lot next to Mike's house, which overlooked a swaying field. The view was the quintessential one that captured everything I loved about the Lancaster area the peaceful beauty of nature, the sprawling vistas, and the long-stretching sky. I carried the crate of pretzels around the side of the house, following the homemade signs down the steps leading to his backyard. The sliding door was wide open, and in front of it, around the welcome mat, were nearly 60 pairs of shoes. As I approached, the conversations grew louder and louder, I was greeted by friends like Brian and Sandra Emery from the Empire State Club, Bill Cable from the Pennsylvania Group, and of course, the legendary Yanache, Eric Janicki from the DC Club. 
Our host, Mike DiStefano, took the pretzel crate from me and welcomed me with a huge hug. There's something really special about our hobby, and it is most evident at these meetups. Collectors long to be together in the same room, and the bonds that form from the time spent together grow until these meetups begin to feel like family reunions. I made my way through the room for a series of quick handshakes and hugs. Steve Renzi, a Pennsylvania collector and Chewbacca obsessive, was decked out in a Santa hat. He picked me up and gave me one of his patented Wookiee hugs, the kind that changes the shape of your spine and sends your kidneys traveling up into your throat. The room was bustling with laughter and waves of conversation. And after my body regained its original shape, I told Mike I'd be right back and headed outside and back up the stairs toward the driveway. As I walked to my car to grab the pies and the present I brought, a car pulled up alongside mine. It was F.J. Robertus, a fellow New Jerseyan and Empire State Club member. F.J. and I first met through Robin Bokra, and we recorded a chat at Ross Barr's Winter 2020 meetup. Through the pandemic, F.J. and I bonded over our love of the Clone Wars and the character Ahsoka Tano, and we became good friends. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know F.J. as one of the Ahsoka-holics. As we walked to the house, FJ and I marveled at how many people had showed up. The meetup was likely the last large one of the year, and it was a blessing to know that so many people felt as we did, that there was something special happening this weekend in Mount Joy, and they wanted to be there with all of us to experience it. Before heading into the house, FJ and I ducked into a side door leading into Mike's garage. The garage was free of cars and the usual items. Inside were a group of collectors. Mike had designated the space as a place for attendees to set up the items they brought to sell and trade. Our wonderful friend and Empire State Club co-founder, Tom Quinn, came over and greeted us. He walked with us around the room as we perused the colorful assortment of items for sale. The center of the garage was mostly clear with tables and arrangements of collectibles lining the walls and floor. Each attendee had clumped their wares into a pile, marking it with his or her name and some contact information, in case they weren't present and someone wanted to contact them about a purchase. There were rows of carded vintage collection figures, books and magazines from the 1990s and early 2000s, and gentle giant busts bearing the likenesses of characters like Boba Fett and Darth Vader. A rare and beautiful collect-all 41 figures display sat at the base of one table. Next to it were some vintage figures, including a Leia Bausch, a Yak Face, and an Imperial Gunner. Poster tubes sat at the base of another table, and one had some binders whose contents bared images of characters from the Marvel Universe. The garage offering covered every era of Star Wars memorabilia. Unpainted micro-collection miniatures and Kenner action figures were visibly present. In a bin at the farthest end of the room were bags of loose figures from the 1990s and 2000s. Black Series boxed figures were stacked on top of one another in small groups on a few tables. For a Star Wars fan and collector, it was like a mini toy show. 
We toured the entirety of the garage, stopping to talk to Ron Salvatore and Andy Loney. Mike appeared at the garage door and asked if we would kindly make our way down to the main floor to join the rest of the attendees. Upon returning to the floor, I saw new details that caught my attention. The kitchen area snaked around to the left, accented by a large island with many people sitting around it. Movie posters from Star Wars and iconic films like Gone with the Wind and The Godfather stood out against the cappuccino-tinged walls. A pool table with a tan surface sat in a nook to the right, which held more posters and more people. Beyond this area was a cozy living room with couches and a glass display cabinet, which was the first hint of Mike's collection. But from where I stood in the kitchen area, directly in front of me, was a table filled with wrapped presents. The logo of Mark Rusciano's live event production company, M. Roosh, flashed on a computer screen perched on the ledge over the table. Mark was busy setting up for the White Bantha gift exchange. More on the White Bantha in a bit. As everyone settled in, Mike borrowed Mark's microphone and welcomed us. Hopefully everybody's out of the back rooms and can hear. If you can hear, I can get to say hi to you yet. Bill's clear. Steven, did you clear the loft? Yeah, no one's up there. Right, cleared the garage. Am I coming down the stairs right now? Denise is coming down. All right, Ron, anybody out there? Just you? All right, so first off, thank you all for being here. This is awesome. Thanks for having us, Mike. Great. Uh, I appreciate you being here. It's sort of humbling and awesome at the same time that so many people would make the trip. Three clubs, two countries. We got a Canadian contingency down here. Welcome. If you haven't been here before, uh, happy to talk to you, chat with you on some of the cool things inside the house. Uh, we're going to do a photo here shortly. So right before the White Panther, we're going to all put our shoes on, go outside, take a photo, and then we're going to take our shoes off and come back in. So thank you all for keeping me out of one heaping pile of yeah. my wife by not wearing your shoes. Where are you going, Steph? Okay. <laughs> so there are some stuff for people to take home uh, that we had done. So today George is also having their winter holiday festival. So yeah, but we won that war. <laughs> and Steve, that joke will never get old. By the way, I have the flag for you to run up the hill. <laughs> so they sent up some of their posters that they had done. They did a Home Alone theme this year. So they are over. Dax, uh, raise your hand. So right over Dax's head um, are some posters on the table there from Georgia. It's sort of a first come, first serve basis. They're similar to what we did last year. Also, Vinny, where are you at? Right next to me. So Vinny has the uh, the secret swag for this year. So we tried something a little bit different. That'll be the giveaway for people to take home. So see Vinny to get one of these. And I just got my first one. So we designed it and uh, ties the three clubs together. Canadian got in too late. So. <laughs> 
Next year, next year. We won. Did we win that one? Which one? The Canadian. I know you lost. Just a couple other things. There are some pages that that I had printed off because I can't be everywhere, and I want to talk to all of you. That talks about some things to just take in. We have the vintage room. We have the Lego room. We have the loft up the hill. We have a free table outside in the garage upstairs. Is the trading selling? There's another free table up there. Uh, just lots going on. Hopefully we have great fellowship. We have a good time. We rock this well past midnight again. And then we do breakfast tomorrow morning for those that can do it. So again, thank you for being here. We're going to do the photo now. So Mark, you direct us. Do you want to do the photo from up top? Sure. Or We've always done let, that, right? Yeah, or do you want to do it from the pool down? Are we going to get to see it this time? Fair question though, right? <laughs> okay, all right, so we're gonna go out by the rocks, similar to what we did last year. So if you can all make your way out, get your shoes on, and we'll do the photo and then start with We filed out through the open back door, locating our shoes and slipping them on. It reminded me of being a kid and searching for my pair of sneakers after jumping around in a bounce house at a friend's party. And in a sense, that essence was still there. We were all still kids, getting together to hang out and to be silly for a bit, and to celebrate both the joys of the holidays and Star Wars. Those who were able to get their shoes on quickly headed out beyond the patio and across the grassy yard, as Mark and Mike began to corral everyone into the frame. It was only in seeing the group in the yard standing together that I realized how many people had actually showed up. Between the chatter of multiple ongoing conversations, people called out quick one-liners at random times, just to make everyone laugh. There was an energy and an excitement to getting the shot just right, and there was a feeling that we were all part of something special. For some reason, our directors had us stand where we were partially facing the sun. I alternated squinting between eyes, in the hopes that at least one would be open when Mike finally snapped the shutter on his phone. It was warm enough in that moment that some of the guests who came outside in t-shirts didn't feel the sting of the usual December weather. We took a few photos, and then like an army reinvigorated, swept back into the house. It was time for the White Bantha gift exchange. The White Bantha was a Star Wars spin on the party game you might know as the White Elephant. Participants bring a wrapped gift in the range of $25 to $40 and put them all on one table. Then Mark assigns each person a number. So if I were number one, I would approach the table and would choose a gift that stood out to me. Maybe it would be the wrapping or the size or shape of it. And sometimes the best items are in the small packages. But the draw of opening the biggest present is a feeling that is hard to ignore. So many choices, especially when something like 60 presents are staring back at you. So as participant number one, I would pick my gift, open it in front of everyone, and Mark would announce what it was. And at a meetup like this, it's safe to predict that 99% of the items would be Star Wars themed. And then, if you were participant number two, your turn would be up next. You would have one of two choices. You could steal my gift and claim it as yours, or you could take a gamble and open one of the wrapped presents. 
and then the next person would either steal one of our gifts or would open another one. The game lasted two or three rounds, which when you're playing with more than 60 people, lasts a few hours. Once an item had been stolen three different times, no one else would be able to steal it, and it would remain with the person who stole it the third time. So there was some strategy to the game as well. To make sure everyone could keep track of which gifts had been opened and what was available for stealing, Martin Thurn took a photo of each attendee with their most recent gift, and he posted it in order to the Sithmas Facebook group. Mark had a great system and really took hosting the game seriously. He gave each person about a minute to make their decision, and he kept the commentary humorous and engaging. Mark was the perfect host and was a true blessing to our experience with the White Bantha gift exchange. Where is the lesser of the Thank you for asking so kindly, though, people. Number 19, Dan Wu. Dan Wu? All the way from in the first round, I stole one of the first items. Someone opened a present that contained a number of sealed, carded vintage collection figures and boxed Black Series figures. I walked over to the current owner, took it from them, and proudly walked back to where I'd been standing. But my joy soon turned to fear, as I knew I had brought even more attention to the package. And very shortly, someone else took it from me. Since I was left without the package, it was my turn to open another gift. Fortunately, I scored a Disney toy box set featuring two of my favorite characters, Ahsoka Tano and Captain Rex. Again, I proudly showed them off to the rest of the room and realized it was an immediate mistake. A few minutes later, another collector locked eyes with me and slowly headed my way. Some of my friends moved in front of me as a last-ditch effort to obscure the Ahsoka and Rex figures I held, but it was too late. However, by the end of the game, through the kindness of a new friend, I came away with a coveted Ahsoka figure. Let's leave the party for a few minutes and I'll tell you about it as we bring it to my car. It's 5.30, I'm just walking back to my car. So we had a gift exchange and um, Bill Rapine was, a, <laughs> just uh, he surprised me. He, uh, he got a six inch black series uh, carded uh, Ahsoka from the, I think it's called the Credit Collection. And it's a new one that just came out. I'm a huge Ahsoka fan. Jokingly, I just kind of ran up and tried to get it out of his hands as a joke. And then um, he turned around and he, he gave it to me. So I'm bringing it into my car so, so nothing happens to it. But uh, it, was a <laughs> it, was a, it was a fun surprise. Um, but uh, it went really well. I think, you know, it lasted, the gift exchange lasted for about an hour and 45 minutes. Um, everyone was you know, a pretty good sport about it. Everyone had a really good time. And so the food just came, so I'm just gonna put this stuff in my car and then head back and have some food now. It's quiet. I'm just sitting in my car for a second because I went to, as I said, I was putting my, the uh, Ahsoka figure in my car and it's so quiet around here. It's very windy today um, and the view from Mike's backyard is just gorgeous. You can see 
to me, it's the essence. I, I, I went to school in Pennsylvania, so I just, I, you know, just spent years in this area. And his backyard is essentially the essence of Pennsylvania when I think of it. And it's just, it's this beautiful, huge, long field. And then uh, there's a, a silo all the way off in the distance and mountains. And it's just really peaceful. And it's so windy, you can just see the trees moving as the sun is really setting. Um, so it's just a... Just a beautiful night. It was so nice that, you know, we were able to keep the door open um, in his house and, you know, kind of com come and go. And um, and even standing outside, you know, most people were in T-shirts and a, uh, a long sleeve shirt. We took a group photo before. That was one of the first things we did. And it was really nice. And, you know, there are three different clubs. So it's the Pennsylvania group, the Empire State Club, and then the D.C. group. And... I, I would say that uh, there are a number of people that know one another, but then um, I know for me there are a number of people um, who are attending that I've never met before. And so I'm, I'm trying to walk around and get to know each one. Um, and it's just really nice to see. It has to be somewhere between 60 and 70 people that are here. So um, all in all, it's been a great time so far. At the end of the two-hour event, we were down to the final gift. I want you to hear it because something special happened right after we finished. One of the gifts offered in the White Bantha was a piece of original art by Pennsylvania Club member Bill Cable. Bill is an accomplished artist who uses his talent to create vintage-era droid-style cardbacks for figures that were never released in the 1985 line. Many collectors are fans of Bill's work and collect the original art including our Sithmas host, Mike DiStefano. The art piece changed hands a few times, and though Mike had wanted it for his collection, it had been stolen three times, and he ended the game without it. So let's go to the final present, a nice thank you to Mark, and a very special wrap-up. Let me guess, we need a knife. Renzi, knife. No, 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 get a real man. Where's, where's Rob? Wow. Rob! Okay, Renzi's had a few to drink. And now we need band-aids. And gauze. Is there a doctor in the house? Well, what's that? We got a dentist! Hey, Bruce. Oh! Vintage napkin sealed. Vintage green. Oh, this is a care package, everybody. Celebration hat. Uh, Renzi's gonna propose to this new guy, James. Gift, <laughs> Don't be scared of the knife, James. I know you just met him. A snack, a little bread snack, it's good. Janet, he's tallying up how much those are worth on his head right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Is it modern or vintage coin? Vintage! He doesn't know the difference! Fair <laughs> point. Okay. Nice. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're very Uh, which is all all accepted in my band the fun um, to get the Bill Cable original art. Why is I don't understand Bill's band the ass. But anyway, our host here has his focus is Bill Cable artwork. So they stole it specifically to be able to gift it right now to Mr. Mike Stephon. Everybody, Mike.
Thank you. Speech! Speech! No. He's doing a speech. Let him speak. No speech. No speech. All right, no speech. But first, thank you, Mark, for Ooh, love speaking like that. 45 minutes of nonstop harassment. <laughs> showed up recently, dropped off some stuff that we're all going to be very interested in. Don't run out yet. But she's like, oh my god, you guys have a microphone? And immediately turned around and left. And then came back in and said hello to a couple people. And okay. It is food. Yes, the food is here. So, that is the next thing. Outside, probably the best thing to do is to go out the door by the adult beer fridge, grab a plate, work your way through the pizza line. There are pizzas, various kinds, plain, pepperoni, sausage, at 5.30, dinner was served. Mike had ordered stuffed shells, salad, meatballs, and a seemingly endless supply of pizza. I grabbed two slices and a meatball and headed into the kitchen. I spoke with Vinny Tracomi, a fellow Empire State Club member. Vinny is a passionate vintage bootleg collector in search of some of the accessories for the legendary Uzai Headman figure. He and his brother Mike also create some of the best patches and swag for many of the meetups and the large events like Star Wars Celebration. For this year's Sithmas, Vinny crafted a patch that featured a gingerbread Wookiee wearing a bandolier and a Santa hat. Under the Wookiee cookie was a red banner that read, It's beginning to look a lot like Sithmas, and had the names of three of the clubs in attendance around it. Vinny gave these patches out to all of the guests who made the trek out to Mike's house, and he did it out of the kindness of his heart. The creativity and kindness are two of my favorite elements of our community, and it really has an effect on people. Vinny met a friend of mine at a toy show in October, and as they were talking, my friend told him he was interested in coming out to an Empire State Club meetup, but had never received an official invite to do so. Vinny pulled out a homemade patch from his backpack, gave it to my friend, and said, Consider this your official invite. Those are the stories worth mentioning, because they're done out of care for others, and they usually have long-lasting and positive effects. My conversation with Vinny was a great one. It was nice to stand among the bustle of a party and to have a full conversation about life, collecting, and to share our favorite moments from the year. After dinner, I made my way through various rooms on the floor. I experienced another Yanache encounter with Eric Janicki by the pool table and met a new friend, a Star Wars fan named Victoria. Can you do me a, a, a favor? Could you introduce yourself, please? I'm Victoria. What's up? Okay. And what are you currently doing right now? Right now? Back rubbing. And who are you back rubbing? Eric. That is Eric J. Hello, Eric J. How are we doing? Doing fine now that I'm getting a massage. Uh, is it making a difference in your in your Saturday? Uh, absolutely. Um, I actually came here specifically for this. Uh, last year, we were playing pool. 
and uh, she was performing massages for all the pool players. Um, and so that's the only reason why I came back this year, because I knew, I was hoping she would be here. And so when I saw her, I quickly said, oh, I had a long drive, I have a crick in my neck, and she hooked me up. So Victoria's skill is a 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Maybe 11. No, no, yeah, she goes to 11. Yeah, she goes yes. to 11, yeah. She used to work in a circus and um, hook up the people after a long day working at a circus, give them massages. So right now she's working on my spine, um, and she's going to go under my clavicle soon uh, with her elbow probably, so... So this is my fourth one today so far. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? Uh, Jesus. Years. <laughs> long time, yeah. Did you did you study it or did it come naturally? It just kind of comes with the territory of, like, working around athletes and, and performers. I'm a high-caliber athlete, yes. so, yeah. Yes. I can see. Is it... Oh, look, you got two. Track or bowling? Yeah. All right, Victoria, thank you once again. After they finished their game, I decided to try my hand at pool and played with my friends Hector Ilario, Jason West, and Bill Cable. So I'm in the middle of a game right now with Hector Ilario and Jason West. We are playing pool, and I'm here with uh, Hector, and Hector said he has the best story in the entire world. <laughs> now I'm teasing him. Uh, so, Hector, what, what, was your, what was your favorite pickup of the year? Well, my favorite pickup of the year was uh, seeing everybody at Celebration. And that works as a favorite pickup. I like that. And what was your favorite collecting moment of the year? Huh. That's tough. There's been a few different places that we've been to. So uh, there's this. So far, this is uh, the most recent one in memory. Outside. And what was, what was the night like for you so far? Well, we got here late. Uh, but... Um, as usual, everybody's just overly friendly. You know, you, you see people you haven't seen in months, and it's like you just saw them yesterday, just like going out and playing with your friends when you're little. So, Is there a memory that you'll take back with you from this event? Uh, probably that last lucky shot I just did at the pool table winning the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got the eight ball in, and it was like it was amazing. Did you did you plan that? Was that no no? <laughs> I, I I was for sure I was going to scratch, so I, I called the hardest shot, and uh, it actually went in. It went in. People went crazy, and you look like a total pro because you you acted like like you meant to do that, which is nice. Acting. <laughs> um, what do you hope to pick up in twenty twenty three? Well, lately I've been getting into a lot of uh, prototypes, modern prototypes. Uh, I want to keep adding to my uh, Soka prototypes uh, or uh, Grogu. Okay. All right. I wish you luck on both of them. Uh, Soka's been pretty tough lately, but uh, but there is stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's, uh, it keeps uh, getting more expensive. <laughs> All right. Here's to 2023. Cheers. Okay. So sitting next to me is famed Jawa collector Jason West, who is awesome. Uh, again, loving being in the same room with you that we get to do this. This is really nice. And we are in the middle of what is one of the most heated pool games, I think, that's ever happened in the, in the history of, uh, of pool. Um, <laughs> we're all just trying to hang on. And play. But um, what is... Uh, 
what is your let's see what is your favorite pickup of this year? Um, no, well, first, actually, it's good to see you since we haven't yeah. seen each other randomly since ZoloCon. We kind of walked by each other. Oh, are you David Quinn? Oh, you're Jason West. So, you know, the kind of random thing right there. Um, for my favorite pickup of the year, I'd have to say uh, my translucent blue Keshi Jawa. I have been hunting every, over, excuse me, hunting. Uh, under every single lock for the past past ten years, and I only and what is it specifically? So basically, uh, back in 1978, uh, a Japanese company called Takara in Maruka produced little rubber type of figures. Uh, they, uh, the Japanese translation is Keshigomo, or basically it's an eraser, and they put they made them in a number of color variations. Towards the end of the series, specifically series three, they produce a lot of the figures uh, from a small one-inch format to one-and-a-half-inch format. And a lot of the translucent figures are nearly impossible to find. So I just uh, had been talking to a collector. He showed me a picture, and sure enough, there it was. Uh, we made a deal about two or three months later. I have it in my collection, and over the last 10 years, I've been putting together a set of them. I'm one shy of the complete set for all the color variations. Uh, so that's by far the biggest pickup of the year. When was the first time you saw this piece? Uh, funny enough, Andy Looney, a uh, really good collector and friend, uh, back in Celebration 5, I believe, back in 2012. 20, okay. Yeah, 2012, I believe. Uh, I saw him at his uh, booth, and I was like, okay, yo, this is a Jawa from Japan. I've, I've never seen this before. So from that point forward, I've been piecing together a set. Uh, the colors include uh, orange, yellow, green, uh, dark yellow, light yellow, white, black. Then you have the, the larger size series, or Series 3, they come in translucent green, which is not being confirmed, and translucent blue. Mm -hmm. I've also been able to put together, uh, found a large white one and a large black one as well. So uh, I have a total of nine, which is nearly impossible to put together, so I'm very thankful for that. That's incredible. And you've been, you've been really doing this for 10 years? Yes, 10 years. 10 okay. plus years. Uh, you know, asking every single collector uh, if they have them, they have any leads on them, if they have any jack and, uh, contacts in Japan. So I feel very fortunate to put that together. And what was one of your favorite collecting moments from this year? I'll be honest to say, with my, uh, I, I have a separate hobby, which includes triathlons. Uh, so being here right now and seeing people I haven't seen in probably three plus years, that's probably the best event. Uh, except for ZoloCon, which is a random show we did in March with Force I mentioned for the first time. Being here and seeing people I haven't seen in three plus years, or maybe in some cases a year, that's by far the best. Just, just seeing friends, people I haven't seen for a while. Uh, I mean, obviously, since uh, Celebration Chicago, uh, Mike Ritter's here, Ed Nagy's here, uh, Mark Fustiani, I'm a goof that name, I'm sorry about that. Of course, Bill Cable's here, Steve Rinsey, uh, Hector, we just talked to right there, and meeting of other people as well from the DC club, so by far the best event. Awesome, and then for 2023, what is the collecting goal for you? Uh, I would love to finish my pre-production run for the Jawa 2-pack. Uh, again, I, I don't know if I ever will, but that's a goal. Uh, maybe find a couple more modern prototypes that I'd like to you know, finish out the runs for. Uh, and to be honest, uh, go to more shows, go to more events, kind of get back into the hobby that I really haven't been involved with for maybe a year or two. 
I might be able to help you with a Java prototype or two. So we will talk as yes, soon as will. this conversation's over. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> all right. Okay. I wish you all the best. Thanks, sir. Take care of yourself. The four of us had a collectively horrible game. But spending time with the three guys made it a memorable moment from that evening. I don't want to scratch over there either. Anyway, it's a bad one. I'm going to call the 14 here. I walked over to the kitchen where Mike and Tom Quinn were engaged in an old-school table hockey tournament. Controlling their players with pull levers, Mike and Tom ramped up the competition, with Mike eventually pulling out a 5-0 to zero victory. You've been saving up all year for this, though. I haven't played a single game since then. Yeah, you take forever with that It's not bubble hockey, man. This guy's a little slow. This, yeah, he's, um... Oh! 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 oh. 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 Taking a break, Sean Moynihan and I retreated to the living room to catch up. Here, come sit next to me on the couch, and let's hear about the day and about collecting from Sean's perspective. So even though we live pretty close to one another, this is like a, a true rarity where we get to be in the same room, and, That's right. and I love it. So I'm here with Sean Moynihan. Sean, I love you. How are you doing? I love you too, brother. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, everything's good. We are, I don't know what time it is now. It's 1021. Oh my God. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's been a great day so far. How has it been for you? Oh, it's been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I came down last night and went out for a couple of beers and, you know, got up this morning and said, okay, I'm going to see a ton of awesome people today. And it's just, you know, every day I wake up and say, good things are going to happen today. <laughs> and today was obviously lived up well to that. So. That's all. And were you, were you shocked by how many people showed up? You know, I want to say no because I, last year I was because I walked in. I walked in like last year, like during the middle of the White Panther, and like I couldn't believe how many people there were. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's overwhelming with, yeah. if you were just to walk in on that because yeah. I, I this is my first time. I had no idea. Is like, it? Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. right. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So to feel that way is perfectly normal. The first, <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. The, the first time, but yeah, I mean, like, and you know, I try to. You know, articulate this to people that like that don't have this one thing that unites us, you know, us all that we all like love so much. And I feel bad for them, you know, because like like you know because they they don't. But anyway, it, it's. But on a positive note, it's yeah, it's just it's a it's a fun, wonderful day where everybody's cool. Yeah. You know, and everybody's nice, and everybody like, you know, like. Hugs and you know backslaps and helps each other out. And you know what I mean? And like, it's it's like a it's like a, it really is like a family reunion that you have like every once twice a year if you're lucky. Yeah, you know. I was talking wonderful to like-minded people. Like, I, it's it's awesome that you can have really good friends in the collecting community that like couldn't be more different than you like mm-hmm. whatever politically or like you know like whatever. It, and yeah. all that's like goes right out the window completely and it's like you were all like united with this one thing that we love so much but it's vastly that said it's vastly different for everybody because it's not like 
exactly. <laughs> even you, even you put like two or three people in the same room who will have, will have a Chewbacca focus. Yeah. You know, but their collections look nothing alike, and they all like each other. No, they will rip each other to shreds over a white bantha gift if they see a nice one pop normal. up. But that's fine. Yeah. That's part of the yeah. Um, so. What right now was you was one of the the highlight moments from today or from the weekend? From today, wow. Um, I think it's just when you you have you take those little those little snapshots in your life where like you you take a step back and you and uh, and you sort of just look around the room and you take these little mental snapshots in your life like. Savor this moment, like yeah. where you're among friends. There's like 50 people here, and you and you know almost all of them, you know. And like I said, everybody's, you know, everybody's incredibly kind and cool. And you just look around the room and you think, "Wow, I'm in a wonderful house full of awesome people, like drinking a cold beer, <laughs> you know, like hanging out, having a wonderful time with with like-minded folks." And, and you you feel like you're a part of something special. So do you do you ever feel like you hit a point either during the night or even early on where you stop, you kind of look around and say to yourself, "I need to remember this. I need to capture it." Yeah, definitely. Because because so much of I think we've all discovered in the last couple of years how fragile everything is. So to be still, you know, it's progress by inches, right? Societally speaking, but you know. I think having said that, we, we've all passed through this state of, uh, you know, uncertainty where now we can all be in the same room again. And I think that makes us twice as thankful, yeah. you know, yeah. for it now. Because we didn't have it for so long. Yeah, you, 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 the, like your sense of normalcy is taken away. And now like, like we're all in the same room you know, and everybody's hooting and hollering over, over you know, over, <laughs> over table hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's amazing. Like that, that's hilarious. Like I'll, I'll fall asleep tonight laughing, like thinking about that. <laughs> you know, so that's yeah. So I, I would say that just, just being able to sort of, you know, take a step back for a minute and just look around the room and think, you know what? This is I'm home. You know, this is this is this is this is where I belong. A really nice, warm, comfortable place to be too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What's been a a personal collecting moment for you that you really enjoyed this year? I did a lot more opening of vintage collection figures this year. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I feel like the vintage collection just keeps going from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. Like so many incredible releases this year. Like just like when you look back at the number of amazing figures that came out this year, mm-hmm. like like the um, the the deluxe uh, Ahsoka with the with the um, with the owl, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Like, I opened a lot more this year, and I got I got <laughs> see as as we said, there there is a hockey game going yeah, yeah. on at this point. Yeah. We got we got reacquainted. I got reacquainted with how much fun it is to open stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because you display your stuff. Yeah, I do. Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm at this weird stage where, like, habitually, I've been an opener like forever, but I'm buying. I find myself buying a lot more TVC and like buying two or three of everything, mm-hmm. and like keeping stuff, like keeping stuff guarded, and 
and opening it. But honestly, it's, it's creating, you know, it's a creating a space issue. Of course. Because I use star cases for old my carded stuff. So, and that, as you know, that takes up a healthy amount of An space. An immense amount of space, yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I've had a blast, like, opening more this year. What's What's been a collecting moment or an event that uh, you were either part of or that you attended or, you know, something like this, like a meetup and that, uh, that, that stuck out to you for this year? I think, um, I'd say c- celebrations always, you know, like always a huge highlight. I don't do a lot of the, the, um, like the New York meetups and stuff like that. Not because I, I don't love everybody who's there because I do, but it's, it's a lot of it's, you know, I'm a single dad. So like I, I'm a son on the weekends and a lot of the stuff takes place, you know, like far away from where we are. So, yes. you know, he's not old enough yet where I can say, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's drive up to Albany or whatever, <laughs> you know, let's drive upstate. So, um, I, I would say a, an awesome moment where it was, we were, at, we were at celebration and there was one booth that had a ton of loose, um, vintage collection stuff. And I, sw- I probably spent like 500 bucks, like just on, just on loose, like more expensive loose stuff that I've always wanted to pick up. Like the, um, like the like the Felucian Warrior from the um, from the uh, Battle Rancor two pack, you know. Like I've always I've always wanted a loose one. It's stuff like that, like where they're you're you know, digging through the bins, you're pulling yeah. out the cool. Oh, stuff. Oh, that's and, such a blast! Yeah, yeah that, and we did, and my son and I did that together, and, and like that was that was really really fun. You also did something at Celebration, which is a something that I think most collectors would, would dream of or would just be really excited to do so. Um, you hosted a panel with the incredible Stephen Sansby. Mm-hmm. That was that was easily one of my, yeah, you know, and it's, it's funny, until you said that, I'd almost forgotten about how awesome that was. That was so much fun. I, I reached out to, I pitched that to to Gus and uh, and the and the committee because this was part of the collecting track yeah. which is a series of collector based panels for celebration mm-hmm. and Steve Sansweet wrote the definitive book the definitive book without which I dare say without which a lot of us might not know each other right. like I, I you can't underestimate. The, the impact of that book. Star Wars from concept to screen to collectible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1992. And, you know, the the impact of that book is wide and deep. And was and, it? And, and, I, and I, I, I thought, I, I was like, oh, wait a minute. And I realized, you know, that the anniversary had come. And I reached out to Steve and, and he said, <laughs> and he said to me, he's like, Sean, until you pointed it out, I didn't even realize that, you know, that, the, that this was, this year was the anniversary. And I'm like, I'm like, 30 wow. years. I was like, like, I picked up on that, <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, the, the, the journalist gene never goes away. So I said, I said, yeah, I'd love to, you know, interview you about the book and everything. He's like, he's like, that sounds great. And it got okayed and we were off to the races. And it, it was, and it was, it was, it was, it was cool. Cause I, I was able to ask him a lot of questions about you know about how the book came together and you know what was your favorite question that you asked him wow uh, I don't know that's 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 a great question I, I it's, it's tough tough to answer 
I've been drinking, so it's tough to. <laughs> I'll be straight with you. I'm on my like fifth sure? beer, so it's 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 tough to it's tough to uh, it's tough to think of it right now. But probably, um, I think it was probably about the photography because I've always wondered about um, how closely he got to work with the designers on the book, and he did. He said they got to work together. Like more closely than you might expect on projects like that because it's not that's having been in publishing as long as I have like I know that's not you don't always have that luxury of like working closely with the designers on like what things look like but he said he was he was present for most of the photo shoots wow that's nice to know yeah yeah it was such a thrill you know to be able to sit there and and uh and talk with him. You know, it's Steve and I have known each other a long time. I knew I met him back in '97. We met for the first time when the well met over the phone when the special editions the special editions came out. And um, you know, it's funny. Like with everything that that Rancho Obi Wan is and what it represents, I think of Steve as one of my newspaper friends because like he's an old newspaper guy and so am I. So like. That's sort of like... Because right, he worked for the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, because he was a LA bureau chief for the Wall Street Journal for so long. So, like, I think of Steve as, like, you know, one of my newspaper friends. As he just odd, happens as to be an amazing that, collector. Yeah, as odd as that sounds, you know. And, like, I remember, like, the very first conversations we ever had were about the, about the you know, um, those films and, and talking about the four, uh, the four Burger Chef posters... You know those beautiful, gorgeous Burger Chef posters, and him putting me in touch. I forget who I—I I might have gotten them from Todd. I don't know who I, who I bought them from, but but they were ten bucks a piece. You know, back then, and 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 what's funny is they're they're probably not that much more than that now. Fifteen, maybe? probably. You know, like fifteen, yeah. twenty, right? Yeah. But they're but they're they're like the Burger King glasses. They're like they're these beautiful, amazing time capsule pieces that. Are still, you know, reasonably cheap. Absolutely, which is really nice. You know that this that this thing still is good. Yeah, exists. What's one of your collector goals for 2023? It could be anything. I think it's, um, you know, collecting the vintage collection has gotten um, really stressful with with new releases. Mm-hmm. Because you know, a lot, especially a lot of the store exclusives, sell out so fast. I think this year, you know, next year is going to be like just take those um, those product drops a lot less seriously and not be so worried about missing out on anything. Because you know, you you so seldom really do miss out on anything when it gets released. Like if you miss picking it up, you know, a, a Walmart exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like when it drops. If you miss it, it's not like you're not going to be able to pick it up at a show. There's you a know? garage full of toys I upstairs know. right now that people brought, and there's a ton of vintage collection stuff. There's about, yeah, Paul had, had like, about 36 figures up there, like, laid out, and the excitement of seeing that was like, oh my god, yeah, and I go and I look, and I'm like, I have them all, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and, and that, and that took me aback cause I went, wow. It's like, I really have been, you know, hitting all the marks, you know, this year, but it's, you know, at times it, it can be, it can be stressful and, and I, and it's, and it shouldn't be, you know, you should be able to just relax and say, Hey man, all right, 
Oh, I missed the I missed the on sale today. So Chris Hamilton and I uh, talk about this a lot, but you know, um, the hobby becoming more stressful if you're if you're a modern collector. But I think I've I've come to realize that it it really that's self inflicted. Like it doesn't have to be that way. You, know, you could sort of take a step back and you know be be more like be like Mike. You know, like be be more like the Stefano and say. Yeah okay, I, you know if I see that I'll, I'll I'll pick it up. Like he he's the he does modern too, but he doesn't ever get stressed about new releases the way that I do. Right, he's not chasing yeah. cases and all of that. No, kind of and, and I, I think there's a lesson there. You know, like just relax and enjoy it more. You know, I, I'd say would be the the goal for next year. Like don't be so obsessed with you know, you know Ralph DeZosa and I. You know, talk about this too. I mean, he's he's another one who he wants to be right on top of it and we both do and I'm like man this this shouldn't be this stressful uh, that's another perfect answer I think I think we can all use that uh, at times because I think we do get stressed over this stuff and mm-hmm. we put pressure on what's supposed to be really just a fun and enjoyable hobby that takes us away from the away stresses from stressful of, things yeah, yeah. of real life yeah <laughs> good yeah. well I hope I hope you can uh, live up to it in 2023 and that it is a less stressful uh, collecting endeavor for you and that you're able to pick up some really nice vintage collection figures whatever they are. Yeah, I hope so, Pat. Is there, is there a certain character that you'd like to see from the vintage collection line? Jackson. I would love to see... I, I was so disappointed by that head sculpt in the, in the Black Series. I, I've waited since I was eight years old to have a Jackson action figure and they come out with that terrible head sculpt for the, for the Black Series figure. Come on. You know, you could you could do better than that. It doesn't have to look like Bugs Bunny to, to you know, to you know, to be a good um, be a good Jackson. I'd love to see like I, I'm a, I love vintage Marvel. You know, like the the like the Marvel comics are like really dear to my heart. I'd love to see you know like a like a um, like a Valance the Hunter, you know, something like that. I, you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see the, the return of comic packs. Comic packs were a ton of fun. How would that? How great would that be? I, I would love to see comic packs come back. That would just be the greatest thing. The, the the value that you got out of that, you know, with two figures and a comic, you could still do that at a price point that's, you know, that's livable. I like your approach. I like that you're keeping it relaxed and keeping it enjoyable because I think we often do lose sight. You know, we get caught up in it. Um, so, okay, well, I hope 2023 is a great year for collecting for you and that we have many more times like this together. Thank you, brother. I hope everything's, hope everything's coming up millhouse for you too next year, <laughs> bud. One of the highlights of the weekend was meeting Canadian collector Jim McCallum in person. Jim and I became friends over the past year or so but Sithmas gave us the opportunity to finally be in the same room together. Jim traveled to Pennsylvania with Toby Black and Chris Porteous. I had the fortune of spending time with Chris at this summer's annual event, but hadn't seen Toby since before the pandemic. But with all three of the Canadian collectors, it was like no time had passed, and I know many of us were happy they were in attendance. 
Let's talk to Jim before he leaves for the evening. So I'm standing with a now good friend of mine, Jim McCallum, and we are meeting for the first time in person, which is wonderful. We've been friends now for, what, like a year or About so? About a year, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So how are you? I'm good, and yourself? Doing all right. Did you, uh, did you have a good time today? I sure did. I sure did. Like I said to you earlier, you know, I haven't seen Ron Salvatore now in 17 years, and so that was the first time I saw him, so that was great to see him once again, because we were pretty close, you know, being those old school guys. And yeah, meeting some of the other names and faces from Facebook, it's been nice to put, you know, a name to a face. Awesome. And, and you had been in the hobby for a while up until you said 2004, right? Yes. So, so you knew a lot of people before that, and then you had stepped away, and now coming back in, um, what's been the, the most surprising or the, the most enjoyable part of, of returning to the hobby and collecting again? The most enjoyable part, I think, is is this. I mean, we used to do celebrations, but that was like a once every three years thing when you know episode one two and three came out so this happens all over the place like today i could have been in georgia if i was in atlanta and we could have gone there with narayan and tony johnson and all them so uh so yeah it's amazing these events um so now that you've gotten back into collecting uh what was your favorite pickup of this year uh, favorite pickup of this year was probably I haven't got it from Hakes yet, but I did get the Sears Canada Vax um, Han Bespin shrink wrap figure. So that it, so it's it's a Han Bespin figure on a on a black card, and then it has a shrink wrap over it. That does it have like holes in the shrink wrap? Is that? It does. No, not holes in the shrink wrap, but holes in the cards in the card in the because cards. yes, they would put the the figure on them. Um, on a machine and they would just shrink wrap it so that that the shrink wrap went through the holes that were already on the card there and they were able they what they told us that from Merwin was that they were did like 24 at a time they would just lay them out put them in big piece of shrink wrap and then the next 24 come on and so yeah, it's pretty exciting. It was my favorite carded figure, my first go-around, and so when I sold the whole set of when I had all seven of them, I sold the whole set, so that was the last one I needed to finish my set of seven. This time, it's my first one of my set of seven that I plan to finish someday again, so. And how good did that feel to win the auction? It was very exciting. It was very exciting. We were, on the, we were Zooming with a few people at the time, and Pete Fitzke and a couple of others, and it was quite exciting to watch the next auction end. I, I love hearing stories like that, you know, especially because it's the kind of stuff that gets us supercharged back into it. Um, what was one of your favorite collecting moments or events that you, you either attended or were part of this year? Uh, there, I would have to probably be tied with three. It would be the Cincinnati show a couple of months ago, the May the North show that we put on six weeks ago, and today. Today would be in the top three for sure. And I, I could see each one would be completely different. Um, you know, you're going to different regions of, of really the continent. Uh, but at the same time, too, like there is a common thread. And I think it's it's the people that we're with, right? Absolutely, right? It, no, there hasn't been much cross-section between all three of them, right? I mean, you... Yeah, you weren't there. It's, there wasn't anyone here that I can think of that was really in Cincy other than, like, Andy Loney, who was set up kind of thing, and Toby and Chris, who I came with. But other than that, there hasn't been much crossover, so it's got to be new faces and new conversations every time and everything like that. So it's been great. It, it seems to be... I, I know, like, when I was coming into the hobby, just 
connecting with different collectors and getting to know different faces and kind of having your your, your circle expand in that sense. Like, it was really rewarding. Do you find that now by going, you know, to all these events? Absolutely. I definitely. Like, I don't think I've ever had any interaction with Mike, just the, our host, Mike, you know, um, ever really. I know his name from Facebook. I've never really had any interaction. And now that I've met him and he's taken me since the moment we met yesterday at the bar that we went to, you know, I already have a good bond with him, and uh, and yeah, so those things. If you don't get out there, you're never going to have those find those relationships. And now, you know, if I know looking for, he asked me about a couple of things that uh, that he's missing off his wall. He's like, if you see anything, let me know. And now he knows a couple of things. So if you don't get out and make those relationships. It's not fun to collect in a vacuum. This is what it's all about. Absolutely. And when you can go to somebody's house and see their collection, um, it's really like seeing the inside of somebody's brain. Yeah, absolutely. I know, like, he has the nine Death Star set up, and I've seen online pictures of it. And when I saw it in person, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to buy myself nine Death Stars and put that together because that's pretty amazing. What's one of your collecting goals for 2023? 2023. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know exactly. It's just wherever it takes me. I'm not married to something. Maybe another one of the Sears Canada's tree crap figures. That'd be great. But I'm not just to keep working on and building these relationships and hit another half dozen events next year. That would be great. That That's the perfect answer. And you're right. If you kind of play it loose with, with items, like they seem to just kind of fall in your lap over the course of the year. Exactly. Right. There's the auctions coming up and whatever. It's it's not even about the toys as much anymore as it's as about the socialization. We're all getting a little bit older and then, you know, this is what makes it more fun than anything else. 100%. Jim, I'm glad that we do this. Now we get to do this in person and uh, we went from, you know, from hanging out virtually to uh, or and, and on the phone and stuff to, to actually being in person. I look forward to the next time we're in the same room. Me too. Me too. Have a great Christmas and a great New Year's and we'll talk to you soon. Here's to a wonderful 2023. Okay, thank you. Toward the end of the night, I had the opportunity to explore Mike's Star Wars collection with him and Chris Riley. After midnight, we broke away from the rest of the group that had remained, and we toured the loft over his garage. It housed an outstanding collection that consisted of many of the modern Star Wars items Hasbro produced over the past 25 years. Mike also owns an extensive assortment of the Peo Smurfs PVC figures and displays from the 1980s. And as an active runner who participates in the Disney-sponsored Run Disney events every year, Mike has an impressive array of marathon medals he's earned, many which bear the Lucasfilm and Disney characters. Last year, Mike hosted a collector's event at his house in the summertime. And to prepare for it, he wrote up blurbs that he posted next to certain items or regions of his collection to explain the significance of the pieces present what they meant to him, what made them special, and what he wanted you to take away from the experience. Seeing his collection in person, I had the chance to read many of them, and developed both an appreciation for how he collected and a deeper connection to Mike through the items and the roles they played in his collecting story. One of the most unique and impactful displays of Mike's modern collection lived above our heads. He has collected collector-made patches from the events and meetups over the years and displayed them on the arch ceiling. It was fascinating to see them all together and arranged in a way that highlighted the events that birthed them, but also the imaginative handiwork of our friends. Mike's room was not only a celebration of Star Wars and collecting, 
but really emphasize those with whom we've joined clubs and traveled to events like Sithmas. The second room showcased Mike's collection of sealed Star Wars puzzles and Lego sets, including one of my favorite pieces, a 9-foot-long, 18,000-piece puzzle. And his final room was dedicated to the toys, prototypes, and memorabilia from the 1977 to 1985 era of the vintage Kenner toys. So, as the night winds down, let's join Mike in his vintage room and talk to him about his collection. So it is 1.15. Mike and I are in his vintage collection room, uh, which is absolutely incredible. It's so much fun to be here. Mike, we made it beyond midnight. We and, uh, did. Yeah. Absolutely. We're still going a little bit longer, but we're absolutely. winding down here. What was the day like for you? It went too fast. I'll start by saying that. I was bouncing off the walls looking forward to today. And so from... 11 o'clock on when people started arriving it was just non-stop reconnections with friends uh, having the opportunity to bring everybody together from dc and pennsylvania and empire state club and the canadians that came down um to be able to do it and and have everybody just feel like a day hasn't passed is what makes this so special and i really was bouncing off the walls because i wanted to see everybody now i need more time <laughs> and i I'm, i felt like i was saying goodbye to some people before i even had a chance to really say anything yeah. more than hello and welcome my, my only complaint was that you could not s slow time down enough for us to really fully enjoy every moment it just I, went too fast. I agree, and so maybe the answer is two days next year. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, honestly. I really think so. Um, we, so we're standing in, in your collection room, which just to... If you're listening this, to this, just to give you an idea, um, it is a carded haven of vintage Star Wars figures uh, covering everything from the first 12 all the way up to Power of the Force, droids, and Ewoks, which is always fun to look at. Um... Can you give us an idea of, of what we're looking at here and what this stuff means to you? So what we're looking at is the outer walls of what we call the vintage room. And it is carded figures that I've acquired as an adult that started with, I blame Bill Cable for this, with a B-Wing fighter back in 2001 that I probably picked up for $10 because he got a case sale. And I loved it. I loved the... the artwork, the, the photo images on the cards. Mm -hmm. So it was always in the back of my mind to put together. And I didn't really get serious about it until maybe about five years ago. Mm -hmm. Probably good that I got in heavy five years ago <laughs> instead of where we're at today with the prices. Uh, and over time, I just put together a variety. It, it, there isn't a common theme like many people do. They want uh, style A or card back A. What I went for was a variety. I love price stickers on the card backs. There's Toys R Us, there's yeah. KB, there's Clover, there's Service Merchandise. Oh, yeah. Uh, and these stickers tell part of the history Mervins. of my childhood. Uh, and then other department stores that were regional that I wasn't aware of. So along the wall, because there is a Almost a full run. We're missing four, which was a fun endeavor mm -hmm. to quiz some people. Um, some debate back and forth over whether I won't spoil really it. In case you come visit, I won't spoil it. So, uh, the, so missing four of the that I uh, house rule card back to find. Mm -hmm. But it was been fun putting it together because there are some offer stickers. There are some offer lists. There are twelve backs. There are twenty one backs. There's twenty backs. There's 
31s, there's 48s. Some surprising clear bubbles, too. Like, um, you have a clear bubble A-wing pilot with a clear tray, too, which is gorgeous. Yes. Uh, and it, I don't know that I was as particular about the condition. The case, some are graded, some aren't. They're all in acrylic. And it's literally two walls of solid vintage figures that I come in, bad day, and I just sit down on the floor and I think about all the memories that came with it and that this is my childhood that I get to relive through what I get to see in here. And in between all of this is the childhood toys we played with Mm -hmm. and a couple other really cool special surprises inside. But it's literally 45 years of my life <laughs> and my passion and I, I just love it and being able to share it with you David has been really cool and it's been a long time coming it really we has got yeah. you here this yeah. year and it's kind of like the cherry on top of Sithmas but it means a lot and it just to be able to stand here in this room especially to have time you know just you and me right now taking a look at everything um, we were fortunate we had Eric Janicki in here and, um, and we had Chris Riley as well too and, and you know just going through the collection um, with the two of them and having you narrate and, and walk us through it was just an absolute blessing. Um, you have a, a certain piece in the room that I'd, I'd love for you to, to explain if you're okay with that, because uh, I think it's just one of the coolest ones. And it sits in the center of the room, and I can truly say I've never seen anything like this before. So you're clearly referring to the full Death Star. And by full Death Star, it's the question, how many licks does it get take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop. And so how many Death Stars, vintage Death Stars, does it take to make a full Death Star? A full, a full circular Death Star, yeah. yeah. So there are the answer to that question is there are nine. <laughs> it takes nine vintage Death Stars to make a full circular yeah. Death Star. So over time, over a long period of time, from the one I got as a child to the one I found riding my bike home after playing basketball, and I had a choice to make. Do I ditch my basketball or do I take the Death Star home because it was out for trash? And I ditched the basketball and rode home <laughs> as fast as I could with the Death Star and then rode back as fast as I could to get my basketball because my brother probably would have kicked my butt if I didn't bring the basketball back. And so I had two. And then I picked up another one from a friend in the Pennsylvania club. And then three turned into four and four turned into five. And I thought the answer was seven. Wrong. When you put seven <laughs> together, it turns out that it actually takes nine of them to do. So a few years ago, I displayed it for the first time, put it out on the pool table I had, not where it's at now. And I showed it to my friend, Tom Rothenberger, and I mentioned his name because he said, well, you know, technically, Mike, you don't have a full Death Star because you don't have the bottom half. <laughs> and I'm like, Tom... I hate you and love you at the same time because of the way you look at it. So what we did to simulate the effect of the bottom half of the Death Star was not buy nine more. That would have been crazy because then they'd all be upside down and it wouldn't work. work. So what we did is we put a really big mirror underneath to simulate uh, the bottom half. So when you're looking down at it, it looks like there's literally another Death Star below it. And we put it on top of black Besta cases from Ikea to simulate a space scene so uh that's it we have death star stuff going on um there's all kinds of action figures around running the guns or in the trash compactor or sitting at the controls and it's a fun little escape and a place to play and every now and then we change things (laughs) a little bit differently 
The only other one that I'm aware of is a fellow out in Kentucky has uh, put together also a full circle uh-huh. of it, too. And yeah. it's kind of fun to see when he shares pictures with it every now and then. It's amazing. So all the elevators, which you know was the, the piece that kind of formed the frame of it, um, are in the inside. There's sort of an inside hub. And then from that, it gets wider as it goes out, um, almost like a, like a pizza pie. Um, but it just... To have all of these, you know, complete and, and with the um, the cardboard backing around it and everything like that, it just, I'm seeing something that I've seen all my life, but in a way that I've never seen it in person before. Yeah, it's quite the centerpiece, and that's why it is in the center of the room, because it, it was my favorite toy, Star Wars toy, growing up, because you could do so much with it. Mm-hmm. The Death Star is iconic. Yes, it blows up at the end, but <laughs> uh, we, we, we never have, even since then, gotten quite a place. I guess you could say the Katana was something quite as immersive, sure. but from a vintage line, this was the most complete thing we got in terms of the Death Star Yes. Um, on a three and three quarter inch scale, mm-hmm. and so to put nine of them together is pretty fun and pretty cool to see. It took a long time to do, but it really has been fun talking to people today about how that literally can be one heck of a centerpiece. To it really is I probably would. Um, it, do, it dominates the room. It yeah. just does. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to do this and to do it in a way, too, that was very thoughtful where you have the mirror as well, too. Um, so you have virtually every character on on, on card. Um, do you have a favorite card example in here? Favorite carded figure? So off the top of my head, there's a couple in here that probably jump to mind. So one is the vinyl Cape Jawa, Mm -hmm. which until about 2015, I didn't even know existed. I don't know (laughs) if I had my head in the sand, but I found uh, John Paul Ragusa had one for sale a few years back. So I happened to be in New York at the time, and I checked it out, and I was like, uh, all right. I've wanted one of these for a while. Now that I learned about it, and so that one is one of my favorite pieces. I've always been partial to the Cantina Aliens, the original Cantina Aliens that came out after the original 12. And it's just something about Greedo and the green color. So the, the first 12 figures were drab, so to speak, in terms of colors. There weren't uh, really anything that was vibrant. So you have Vader that's black and Leia that's white and Luke that's white and tan. But... When the Cantina Aliens came out, it really brought out colors, that along with Luke Skywalker and the X-Wing. So Greedo was the one to me, green being my favorite color, that just always stood out. So to be able to have a green 21-back Star Wars uh, card back, with, and I'm looking at it right now with the Boba Fett offer on it, um, and that's why it's at the center at the top. I love it. Uh, one that caught my eye that I just absolutely love which doesn't usually get a lot of attention, is your 65C Reese. Um, and to me, what makes it stand out is Reese is one of the hardest figures to get with a clear bubble, um, especially, you know, the Hong Kong versions. And this one is just, it's absolutely gorgeous. The bubble is crystal clear. Um, and it's just nice to see because I, I feel like I haven't seen this figure like this since it was in the stores. Um, and so it's just... Uh, it's a 65C because it has the Emperor offer on the front, um, you know, kind of printed on the on the um, on the bottom right hand corner. 
Um, but on, on this wall now, so you have mostly Jedi and Power of the Force. I noticed that you have figures on every single one, but it looks like the figure came off of your Han and trench coat. Is that correct? You know, that's been a common thing that people have pointed out, not just today, but in prior meetups that we've had here. Uh, yeah, I guess there's a reason that there is no figure on it. But a right very next good to reason. it um, is uh, the one with the figure. Right. So clearly it didn't fall off, but it is actually the Han and Trench Coat proof card. Yes, the punch is different. Um, you know, of course we were kidding, but like, it is, it is a gorgeous proof card. It really is. It is, and that one sits literally opposite Greedo on the other wall at the place of honor in the center top row. That's nice. What made you go after this proof card? It's Han and trench coat. So that was 11-year-old me, um, always liking Han, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine had that available for sale at the right time. And if I was ever going to have a proof card, that would be a good one that was affordable mm-hmm. uh, to be able to grab. And... Uh, I was at the first celebration when proof cards were plenty, could have been had for rounding uh, in today's day and age, and I just wasn't interested in them at then. Didn't really embrace the history of it all. So to be able to find a figure that I really identified with uh, back in the 80s when I was younger uh, is why I picked Han. That's very cool. Is there a Power of the Force figure here that stands out to you? Looking at them all, um, well, the one that I don't have would be nice to have, which is Luke in Stormtrooper disguise. So that one's absent right now. I like EV-99. It's a little bit taller figure, narrower. The limbs are still attached. Mm -hmm. And um, just a a little bit more of an obscure character, very little screen time, but still a really cool-looking droid. And this one has a pretty clear bubble. You know, again, very hard to find, uh, especially the, the tray usually yellows. But uh, just it's nice to see these. Um, most of the ones that you have are unpunched as well, too. And, you know, they just they really look beautiful all lined up together. Um, one of the things that I mentioned to you before, I loved I love your room because your lighting is fantastic. So you can really see these cards and these figures. Um, and it's it's overwhelming in, in the best possible way where it's just you know, looking standing in front of this wall, you, you feel like a kid in the in a toy store, and just you know trying to figure out which one you want to bring home. So I've already chosen mine because you, you, it's very nice as a as a parting gift. You've give, been giving out all these carded figures, so uh, <laughs> that's probably not true. <laughs> but it's like one thirty in the morning, so that's fine. Um, no, but really, it's just it's nice to see all of this together, and I know this is the work you know, essentially that spans decades and um, you've done it in such a masterful way and in such a passionate way too. And, and that's from one collector to another, it's always appreciated. So, Thank you very much. You're very kind and that means a lot to me, David. It's been so much fun looking at your collection. Um, and, and really just the, the best part is is hearing your what means something to you, uh, your personal connection with the your friends and collectors as well, but also just like the history of all of this. Yeah, there's a a lot of history that relates back to my brother when I was younger, and to be able to share it with my friends today that I could never have imagined this in the 90s when Star Wars getting the resurgence, and here we are today with being able to bring everybody together and share in a day, uh, that just adds so much more to it. The the stuff on the wall is great. It is Mm -hmm. tangible items that you could touch, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the relationships, the friendships, and just being able to be with 
everybody that was here that made the trip. It's very humbling, and I'm so thankful and appreciative that we could have this opportunity to do it, and hopefully we'll do it again next year. I look forward to it. I think I think uh, it's the blessing that comes with every year is at the end of the year, it's always time for Sithmas. It is, and uh, something that... It, is really grown. So the western part of PA deserves credit for originating the idea, and they did it a couple years before we started it on the eastern side too. And so this is, I think, the fifth year we've done it on the eastern side. We split the dates. We used to hold them on the same day and then link up together uh, through FaceTime. And uh, Bill Cable asked, could we do them separate because I'd really like to come out (laughs) and and see everybody that comes to this because last year was the first year we opened it up to a multi-club event Mm -hmm. where it wasn't just the the Pennsylvania Star Wars Collecting Site. We invited the Empire Club and and DC and it was an amazing turnout and we actually topped that this year. And and we added the international element with the Canadians coming down. So it, it it's why I was bouncing off the walls all week. Like, so excited for today. Uh, it's just a huge basket of blessings all around. This was one of the most fun days I've had all year. And it's just, you know, again, so nice to see everyone and, and so nice to to see you and to see your collection and, and really go over it with you. It, it's been, I feel like a, a little kid again, just, you know, and, and looking at all these amazing toys and stuff. It makes me so happy to hear. And it took a while to get you here. Yeah. There's one more person we need to get here, Paul Chu, I'm talking yeah. to you. Uh, but to be able to share, like, these are the moments that are uh, that make this so special, make it worth it. It's a whole day full of these events where... We as collectors, we all have little nuances about what we do, and we're catching up on life, and we're doing it amidst Star Wars. Yes. And there are so many other personal touches inside this room that I could tell you who I got certain card backs from and why it matters and mm-hmm. who that Han-proof card came from. And those little stories mean it make the, each piece worth, it, in terms of meaning to me, a little bit more because they come from collectors who became friends, mm-hmm. who are now here taking trips to come visit and join us in Insithmus. It's really a scrapbook of a, a, a big part of your life, you know, a meaningful part of, of your life. And it's, it's nice that you open your door and, and, uh, and, and share it with all of us too. And I appreciate that everybody comes out and joins in. Yeah. And everyone, and shares everyone came real with a lot of energy today too. And, and um, people brought goodies. We had the white bantha exchange, which was a lot of fun. And, um, it's just nice to see that, you know, everyone not only takes it seriously, but they really kind of put their all into it, too. And they do. And if you would have told me 20 years ago when I first showed up at a meeting that it would turn into this, I would have told you, you're crazy. <laughs> it, it, the first meeting I went to maybe had just a few people. First, I, I did attend a meeting right after celebration that was overwhelming. It was a summer social. I feel like there were 30 people here. Mm-hmm. Today, we had over 60 people from the three clubs, and it was insane but in all the best ways possible. So, David, you talk about it all the time, that the best part of this hobby is the relationships that form. And they form because you invest yourself in the community, you open up your home, you go visit other people at their home, you support people. And today, I think, truly embody that. when 100%. Everybody brought the energy. And it's so wonderful to welcome people into our home again and it feels like a year went by and it's like where did it go but we're all here today <laughs> and you just immerse yourself in the day and here you are 13 14 hours later yeah. and it finally wraps up and 
We have breakfast well, did, tomorrow, and then I'm certainly coming back. Yes, you are, <laughs> because i got to give you the figure that you're going to choose off of the wall. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think I am heading home now to, or heading to my hotel uh, for a good night's sleep, and then we're going to do breakfast tomorrow and, and, uh, and end this wonderful weekend in a great way. Mike, thank you so much. You're welcome, David, and I look forward to just getting a little recap of all this tomorrow. Absolutely. Merry Sithmas. Merry Sithmas to you, too. And with that, it was time for me to leave. I said goodbye to Chris and the remaining attendees, thanked Mike for a truly memorable day, and headed out into the cold to my car. Okay, it is 1.42. I'm officially leaving. I think I arrived here at 1.42 or 1.44 today. So I've been here about 12 hours uh, with just taking a quick break to go back to my hotel room and, um, and actually check in but because uh, I didn't want to lose the room. Um, it is a gorgeous night. Uh, it's, it's freezing. Um, the moon is out. It's beautiful. I see Chris Riley in the distance, and he's loading his, his truck with stuff. Um, there are, uh, I'd say there's, there's still a pretty good amount of people, maybe 10 or 12, um, still in the house, and uh, just hanging out and talking and stuff as, I, as my teeth chatter because it is really cold, but uh, this was just a, a really fun, wonderful night, and um, I'm going to get my car now. I would recommend to anyone, if you have any interest in collecting, um, there is a, a wonderful, kind community out there of amazing people, and uh, it just it's something really special, and there's no entry fee or anything like that. You just, you know, just... Connect to people in, in your area or even come travel out to, to meetups and group events and, and just start to get to know people. And um, I promise you, you'll, you'll never regret it. It's, it's just one of the nicest things. So we get to do this. We have this amazing hobby. We have these wonderful people who show up and are consistent and are able to do so and, and look forward to, to meeting up and, and being together. And um, we just come away with laughs and memories and uh, special times that I don't know if we'd ever have otherwise. I'm going to drive home now. Uh, have a wonderful night. Sunday morning, December 4th. I woke up early enough to relax a bit in my hotel room. As I opened the blinds to let in the waking sunlight, I was surprised to see a high school soccer team practicing on the field beyond my window. I checked out of the hotel and drove to Gus's Keystone Restaurant, a diner in the town of Ephrata. Mike had chosen Gus's as a local spot to meet up for one final collector's meal before we all headed home for the weekend. The waiting area was tiny, so I moved past some of the waitstaff and stood in a corner just outside of the main dining area. Ron and FJ were sitting on one of the vinyl-lined convertible seats, and Ron was admiring two of the paintings on the walls. They were done by the Zook brothers. Abner and Aaron, two Amish artists, first carved the three-dimensional image out of wood, and then painted a scene into it, topping it off with mixed media. The results were striking paintings capturing scenes from Amish life in unique ways. Once Mike and a number of others arrived, the server brought us to a table. 
The seating arrangement only fit 12 of us, so the remainder of our group had to break off into groups of four to sit at smaller tables. In total, we had between 20 and 25 collectors attend breakfast. Jim, Toby, and Chris came over to us to say goodbye before they began their long trip back north to the Toronto area. And Chris and Steph Riley said their goodbyes as well, before traveling east to the Fishkill area of New York. There's something special about a group breakfast like this. After spending the day together, a Sunday meal is a continuation of the party, in a different location and in a different atmosphere. The meals are quieter, more intimate. The conversations, while still in groups, are longer in nature and are often more personal. And the moment is defined not by what we do or where we go, but by those seated around us. I sat on the far end of the table next to FJ and across from Ron, Mike, and Jason West. The other half of the table consisted of DC's Joseph Bashia and three members from the Pennsylvania crew, James Gallo, Bill Rapine, and Brad Portnoy. Mike Ritter, Steve Renzi, Sean Moynihan, and Vaughn Whisker sat at a smaller table, and later arrivals Yehuda Kleinman and Mark Rusciano parked themselves at another one. One of my favorite moments from the weekend occurred at the diner. At some point during our meal, a waitress entered the room with a piece of chocolate cake with a lit candle on top of it. At once, patrons around the entire room began loudly singing Happy Birthday. It was almost magical in the way it suddenly unfolded. The waitress walked over to our table and placed the cake in front of Mike Stefano just as everyone finished the song. And the room erupted in applause, and Mike was beaming. I was shocked. I had no idea this weekend was also Mike's birthday. Someone was apparently thinking the same thing, though. As the waitress walked away and as the applause died down, one of our friends said, Mike, I had no idea it was your birthday. Brad chimed in and said, Mike's a January baby. It's not his birthday. We all laughed and looked over at Steve's table, and they gave us a little wave, acknowledging they were behind it. And Mike couldn't stop smiling. And really, who could blame him? Sure, it was just a harmless and fun prank. But really, for all of us, it was a chance to celebrate our host, regardless of whether it was his birthday or not. He had opened his home to all of us and had given us a weekend to remember at the end of the year. Mike had put thought, effort, and care into crafting a Sithmas event that was bigger and bolder than the last one, but that remained just as connective for each attendee. It was one of the first events I have attended in a while in which I didn't already know almost every collector. In fact, I likely only knew half of the people there. And over the course of the night and the next day, I was able to converse with these members from different clubs, and to begin what I hope will be friendships for the long term. And with Sithmas, Mike had captured the essence of the holiday season, bringing joy and cheer, spending time with loved ones, inviting your collecting neighbor to partake in a party bigger than any of us could imagine. These may seem like trite generalizations, But when you actually think about them, when you place sinewy muscle on these skeletal frames, we are doing what we are called to do. For me, Christmas is a celebration of the birth of the Son of God, the master playwright who stepped onto the earthly stage to change the human story forever. But that's what Christmas is to me. 
And for me, Sithmas is a chance to reflect that bold love to others, in the company of friends and soon-to-be friends, in the name of Star Wars and Fellowship. And here's a special thing about Sithmas. It is truly what you want it to be and what you make of it. And Mike and the rest of the attendees made it a weekend I'll look back on fondly when I reflect on this year's collector's trips. Merry Sithmas, everyone. Join me next time as we continue to celebrate the holidays together on Star Wars, Prototypes, and Production.